That wasn't right. Well, it was right. And there's a... There was no L's in there before. <sighs> Whatever you said didn't sound good. No offense. <laughs> Sounded weird. Boop, 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 boop. That's all I'm saying. No, it's not. You're saying boop, 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 boop. You like have a weird pause. (laughs) I don't know. It sounds weird. I think, yeah, I think I have an extra boop in there somewhere. Hello and welcome (laughs) to a show where called Boops and Toots, where we discuss boops and toots. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they right? Are they wrong? What's the correct order to put them in? You decide. Boop, Boop, toot. Or toot-a-loop-boop. There was no toots in there. No, I added it. Oh, okay. I said boops and toots was the name of our show. Gotcha. Because I thought it would add a little extra... Spice. Extra pizzazz, yeah. Uh, This is uh, We Like Stuff and So Should You. Uh, A show where we talk about the things that we like and we say it in such a way that you will also like it. Hopefully. My name is Brendan. My name is Melissa. And back to our regularly scheduled programming, um, we are going to uh, start off with some little likes. Yeah. Um, Also, this week, we are talking about things that we like that make us sad. Yeah. Cause we said we were gonna do that like four weeks ago. It's cause like we missed last week. We I I, I uh, on on radio I threw up an old episode, but we missed last week. And then we watched Paul Bart Mall Cop, and that that just took up so much time. Yeah. And it was Father's Day. Oh yeah, that was huge. So here we are, four weeks later. Um, what's something? What's a little little like that you've been liking quite a little bit? Should it still be something that makes me sad? No, I don't, it doesn't matter. But do you want it to? The theme. You can. I wasn't gonna say that. Okay, I guess my little like also something that um makes me sad. Maybe. I don't know. This doesn't have to be a depressing episode. I know. You already seem so bummed out about it. <laughs> Yeah, because we're just talking about sad stuff. Um, I guess the thing that the little like that I have, I was trying to decide if I should make this a big like, but I feel like I can't talk enough about it to make it a big like. Yeah, so. but that's up to you. You don't need to talk about things for very long to have it a huge part. That's true. That's true. That is true. Alright, I guess I will say my little like for today is not something that makes me sad. But it is looking at the stars. Mm. Yes, we did that last, nope, Friday night. Yeah, I feel like I never take time to just look at the stars, because I'm just always inside at nighttime. And, uh... Well, we also usually live in, like, well, we're downtown Peterborough. There's plenty of light pollution. Yes. Also, we don't really have a backyard or we have a balcony, but it's covered. So there's not really somewhere to, like, sit and just look at the stars. Yeah, it's not the best. 
we were at my parents' house the other day and they have a, a large backyard and we were just laying down in the grass and looking at the stars and and being eaten alive. Yeah, well. The back looks gross. Yeah, I put bug spray on. So. I so did I. Let me tell you how much it helped. It did not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was really nice. Yeah. But I guess like it also, I really liked it, but it did also make me sad in the in a roundabout kind of way. Going back to our theme. Look at you. Yeah because my parents are moving and so like mm. laying there and being like I like I used to do stuff like that when I was a kid but not that much but it's like I have never really appreciated this yeah. space in like such a long time and now it's gonna be gone and yeah well having such a like formative experience there and just doing something similar like very willy-nilly is a weird phrase and I couldn't think of a new phrase to, to use except for willy-nilly. But to do something like that and just, like, to realize the gravity of the situation where it's like, yeah, I it's not unlimited anymore. I yeah. I don't have my entire life to just come to this specific... Ba- I mean, you could. It's not gated. It's not fenced off. You're really weird. <laughs> I, yeah, I just... I, I think that, like, yeah, when I was a kid, like, we used to have a trampoline in the backyard, and I used to lay on there a lot and Yo. look up at the sky, and that was just really nice. Um, but, yeah, since then, like, have I ever done that? Have I ever even spent that much time in my backyard since mm-hmm. I moved away from home? No. And that was, like, nine years ago. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah, it's just, you take it kind of for granted, and, I mean... My parents are moving to a nice spot too, but it's just it's just sad yeah, to like cause... lose that place that I've grown up in and lived in all my life and to lose that little spot. Also it's like really rural there, so the stars are like beautiful. Yeah, pitch perfect. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway. Well that's, that's... like that, that's that's understandable. Like that's don't you don't have to feel bad about it. Or see like sorry, you don't have to it almost sounds like you feel bad about feeling sad. No. Okay. I just want to make sure. Thank you. Yeah. I, I see your little like. Well, uh, it's not necessarily a sad thing, uh, but driving. Um, I was coming back home yesterday, uh, and I just missed the exit, and I didn't realize I missed the exit. So I went, instead of going onto the 115 off the 401, I went to Coburg. And then I just went back, and then the fastest way wasn't to go back to the 115, it was just to, like to cut north on some street. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I hit like the Highway 7, it was basically Peterborough anyways. But it was just nice. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't drive a lot anymore because usually I have responsibilities. And if I have, if I have to like do school and then go to work, I I almost always make sure I have time for myself to do something I want to do, but to make sure it's very concise and 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 neat, and nice, and fits in my day. It's usually just being at home playing video games or going on my computer or phone or something like that. So to like have the time, like I wasn't doing anything else yesterday. I just had to get home. There was no commitments, and it was just driving for, like, the extra half hour. That Like, that drive just took, like, an hour and a half rather than, like, full, like almost an hour. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice. 
and I miss doing that. Me and my brother used to like drive all the time when we would like. It, it was his favorite thing to do. We used to always drive into Toronto, which was my favorite thing to do, which we still have to do recently. So there's there's a there's a sad twist to it. It's just I don't get to drive a lot anymore, or uh, drive in the what is that the recreational way that I that I used to like. Yeah. So I don't remember who goes first this week. Yeah, I don't remember who went first last time. <clears throat> I, I feel like it might have been you. Because I feel like you okay. were talking more about your dad. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. So, my first thing to go with our sad theme... Um... I was... <sighs> Usually, there's a lot of movies that I I usually frequent when I want to be sad, or or usually I have like a not a repertoire, but that's kind of like the better word for it, um, where I would just revisit these movies. Uh, but recently, I think last year, I found this um, animated movie called A Silent Voice, um, and the first time I watched it, I was just crying like for like from the midpoint to the very end. And then I immediately watched it again. I don't know if it was like that consecutively or if it was just the next day. Um, But yeah, no, A Silent Voice is a movie uh, made in uh, 2016. It was a, it's a, it's a Japanese animated teen drama film produced by Kyoto Animation. Um, The, the, the title also uh, translates to The Shape of Voice. Which I always get them confused, and every time I look it up, it, it leads me to the same thing. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it uh, it surrounds this. So th- it opens up with this teenager. Basically, he like the first ten minutes, you see him like clearing his debts and clearing his bank account and like selling all of his stuff, um, and he leaves some money uh, with his mom, and then he goes. Basically, he goes out to a bridge to, to, to go commit suicide, and then he just changes his mind, um, as you do, because, like, that's, like, generally a heavy thing to do, um, and he, uh, he comes home, and his mom gives him a whole bunch of crap for it, because obviously she realized, too, and, like, they have this whole big fight, um, but it, it, he kind of, like, starts to recall as to why he started to feel that way. Um, and then you get, like, a snapshot of him in elementary school. He's in high school. He, I think he's, like, near the end of high school. And, yeah, you go back to his elementary school days. He had, like, a group of friends and everything was fine. And um, he basically just... He used to just be a bully. Um, and it really, like, it really got excessive. There was this... Um, his name is uh, Sho- Shota? I think it was. Uh, Shoya. Um... And, oh yeah, so his name was uh, Shoya, and then the the girl that he used to bully um, was named Shoko. Um, and she, she was deaf, or she is deaf. And that was like such an easy way for him to kind of pick up pick on her and nobody really stopped him either so even his group of friends and it was like a whole thing um and when it got so bad that she ended up moving schools for it um everybody turned on him all of his friends were just like oh you were no one could stop you um and like he was earnestly like he you could see it where he realized that he made a huge error and 
um, he he wanted to at least come clean about it. But then the fact that nobody else was like, yeah, we were all there. It was just like, nope, no one could stop Sho- uh, Sh- Shoya. Sh- Shoyo. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he just spiraled from there after that. Like, he never really had friends and he, like, became very secluded. Everybody started picking on him. Um, which is like it's a good comeuppance, but when you're when you're small like that, when you're a child, like it's it's a lot more difficult to understand kind of why you're doing things. Um, and yeah, it just it's just him surround. Uh, it, so the story is just him like reconciling with uh, Shoko and kind of like his previous group group of friends, uh, but it does it in such a way that like. <laughs> It was the first time I saw definitively, like, it, it sounds kind of silly to, to talk about it that way. It's, it was the first time I saw a really good representation of um, someone really overcoming their past. Like, they were a really terrible person, and they grew from that rather than having, like, a hard cut of, like, oh, I'm good now. I, 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 I was bad before, or I was, like, a dick before, but now I'm good. Um, and I'm sure there were lots of media or stories where I saw examples of that, but something, something about this movie, uh, A Silent Voice, just really hit me in the mouth with that. And then I showed you that movie, too. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know how you felt about it, actually. I know you were kind of sad about it, too, but... Yeah, I thought it was really sad. Um... There's, so, let me, I do have to clarify. There is one person in that movie that is not redeemable and they try to redeem them anyways and it's very frustrating to watch everybody else though has a really nice kind of like full uh, roundabout way of like you feel you do feel better about these characters but it's it's essentially about a a story about like trying to figure out how to love yourself yeah i think you should say there's a content warning for like suicide and yes like it, it, it doesn't bullying only, to yes. an extreme and perpetual amount um it's there's very, like a lot of really difficult scenes to watch yes. in that movie and just a lot case, of them happen really early because they they kind of they kind of get that childhood summary kind of out of the way but yeah no you're absolutely right um i still highly recommend this movie there is all sorts of bullying represented and then a couple instances of like suicidal tendencies so if that kind of stuff does bother you please be wary or maybe just don't watch it and maybe read about it um, but i highly recommend this movie it's it's still very good but um yeah no it's just everybody even the characters that don't you don't get super in-depth about you like they, they all are just trying to figure out how to, like, learn to love themselves. And especially as, like, teenagers and, and young adults, it's, that's, like, the, that's the only time you could, well, not only time, but that's, like, the best time to figure that out. Because if you don't figure that out and you have to go further in life, then you, you kind of have a lot of catching up to do. And I feel like it's a little bit more difficult to learn those skills. Uh, later on because you have so many more and different responsibilities that you can't devote that much time to yourself so learning about yourself is so much more difficult and that's usually a common theme when when i've ever seen like media so we're watching that uh series uh say i do surprise weddings it's on netflix it's really dope 
Um, and there's usually like these heavy stories that come with these people just wanting to be in love and they want to give each other what they can't physically afford and stuff. But there was this one couple that um, they got together almost like in their 60s. Um, they had like a whole bunch of time apart and they got together and them kind of getting married, they both said yes and it was very exciting and it was very cute. I love watching old people um, do things because they deserve it as much as anybody else does. Um, but watching them, um, they had to like really sit down immediately and be like, hey, we don't got time to, to figure out figure this stuff out. This is the baggage. This is what... And it was just like a nice quick conversation um, and it was good that they were able to do that, but the fact that they have, like, they can't, they need support from each other immediately. It's not something you can kind of just grow into, which having a high amounts of communication in a relationship is also just perfect. Um, so I don't think it's a bad thing, but the fact that, like, you get to, like, 60 years old and you still are dealing with trauma you had when you were, like, 15 and in and, and your early 20s, and that's kind of what they were both trying to really deal with before they got too like too heavy in a relationship um without that knowledge it's kind of like the first time i when i when i came to your cottage that first time mm-hmm. and i told you i love you mm-hmm. and then the next morning i was very drunk but i i absolutely meant it and then the next morning, you came out to me. I was on the what was that? I was on the dock, super hungover. I had to go to work, um, and I was like, "Hey, before before we uh, get real into this, I'm super sad all the time, and I'm I gotta work on that. But you need to know that." And you were like, "That's okay," and it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like it's having that communication is super good and this movie i don't know something about the way this movie like the music in this movie absolutely demolishes me there's no like there it's like everything about this movie the animation is done really well um the way shoyo and and shoko like their interactions as kids as well as um i guess young adults um everything about it like it's it just hits so heavily and like, it technically has a good ending, but I'm not gonna spoil it because I usually do that when I talk about things in any capacity, and I'm sure I've spoiled things on this show plenty of times. Um, but yeah, no, it's just everything about that movie. It just feels so good, and it feels good to feel sad about it. And I think that's that's exactly why we wanted to do this show. It's it's one of my favorite things to just do that. To just to like, it's almost like a reminder. Like, hey, don't forget to cry. <laughs> You gotta do that every once in a while. It feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what's your thing? My first thing is a episode of a TV show. I've already talked about an episode from this TV show previously, and we said we'll probably talk about more episodes from that TV show. Adventure Time? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Adventure Time episode. Um, the most what? Like, it, it's very defining. What we talked about before, I think the first episode you talked about versus this episode the fact that it's like maybe only a season or two away like apart yeah 
very absolutely wild. Please continue. I'm sorry. So the episode I'm going to talk about is I Remember You, um, which is an episode in the fourth season of Adventure Time. Um, basically, I'll tell you a quick summary of the episode, just for people who may not be familiar with the show. I'll try and keep it general, but also explain some of the characters. Um, but essentially, the episode centers around Marceline, who is this vampire queen. Um, not actually a queen. That's just her name, and it's fun. Um, but she's a vampire, and... Well, she's so technically she, a queen, because she's the queen of the underworld. Technically, she is... Um, and then the Ice King, who, um, basically is this wild, he's kind of like the villain of the show, but also not, because he's not really taken seriously and they can defeat him really easily, but he's like a reoccurring villain character, because all he wants to do the entire series is marry a princess, and he's like obsessed with it. And at the beginning, it's just sort of like, wow, this guy's wild and weird and creepy, and who likes him? But over the course of the series, this like backstory for him develops, and it's just wild and really sad. So basically, um, it starts off with the Ice King singing a song by himself, um, which is actually one of Marceline's songs because Marceline um, is a vampire, but also she's a bass player and also she writes some music and sings it in the show throughout various points of time. So the Ice King is doing like a cover of one of her songs um, and he has the idea to ask Marceline to help him write a song to impress princesses. So again, his Classic. like main motive to get to princesses. Um, he decides to rip out some pages from his scrapbook so he can use them as inspiration for lyrics and he goes to Marceline's house. Um, and this, this, so to be fair, this is probably the first time in show that they've ever directly interacted as well. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. They don't really have a lot of things together because Marceline is very powerful and strong and no one would ever mess with her. So it's like the Ice King just like, stays uh, yeah, away they for know. the most part. <laughs> Um, Marceline refuses to help him at first, but the Ice King flies into the house and tangles himself up in a bunch of instruments, um, trying to set them up. Um, Finn and Jake show up, who are, like, the main characters, um, and they assume that the Ice King was just trying to go bother Marceline, and Marceline convinces them that they're just writing a song together. Um, and... Yeah, so accompanied by Marceline, the Ice King sings a song addressed to Princess Bubblegum, who's another character in the show um and essentially it ends up like a little bit rocky and a little bit chaotic and they're not really getting along and it's kind of like a difficult thing um and Marceline like um instead of like making fun of him and like pushing away she confesses that she likes him and asks him um and when he asks for a hug, um, Marceline gives him a hug, and um, he, like, mistakes that as, like, genuine interest in him, because he's like, oh, you like me, and then she's like, no, um, do you not remember your past or who you are, and calls him his name Simon, which is the third time it's mentioned in the show, actually, but still like without a lot of the baggage that comes with that and it 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 was a very it's a very intense scene because um when she asks like don't you like don't you like me she's like of course i like you like it's like Mm -hmm. desperation in her voice because she remembers Mm -hmm. 
it's kind of just like a thing that um the world kind of went through this wild thing called the mushroom war um and then a bunch of people and like there's a bunch of like weird stuff about the world and that's kind of yeah. how it's like explained um but the ice king and marceline because they're both like weird and corrupted characters they are not i guess marceline's not weird and corrupted but she's a vampire so they have lived since then so they've like known each other for a really long since time since before the war basically yes yeah which I, yes i was getting that. sorry um so the ice king after that proclaims that he is a lyricist um <laughs> taking out pages from a scrapbook to prove it Marceline shows him a newspaper clipping with a photo of himself before he was the Ice King, so you get to see what he used to look like. Um, and he's also holding the Enchiridion in that, which yeah. is a whole other thing. Um, she also finds a photo of herself in the pile, which he took. Um, on the back, Marceline finds a message from Simon directed at her, revealing his anguish at losing himself at his magic cl- um, to his magic crown, which transformed his mind. Um, in his fears that Marceline will lose him as a friend as he continues to transform. And is at that point when they just start reading the, um, the, like, pages of stuff that the Ice King brings. Um, but it's, like, notes to Marceline from the Ice King, and they sing it as a song. And it's literally, um the saddest song ever it's yeah. it's literally like marceline singing this um song directed at the ice king um and she's like trying to get him to remember and he's he's his attitude the whole time is like oh i wrote that that's hot stuff and it's like <laughs> You don't remember any of this and it's like she's just getting so visibly upset and at the end they start singing together and like doing a duet to the chorus which goes like this magic keeps me alive but it's making me crazy i need to save you but who's going to save me please forgive me for whatever i do when i don't remember you that's the chorus it's just insane and they're singing it at the same time and it's like the lines that simon had wrote to marceline and Marceline is just crying and Ice yeah. King is just like jamming on his drums and it's just <laughs> the most wild like like incongruency uh, yeah. and it's and it's it's so like upsetting to watch but I love the Simon and Marceline um plot line um because it just continues to grow as you learn more and more yeah. about Marceline and I think it's just like a really it's just like a really really sad um plot line but like it's adventure time i feel like has like a lot of really goofy elements to it and but there's like these really deep like underlying yeah. storylines and and they're never they're never true like they they generally get like one or two episodes maybe sometimes they have a full arc but out of the entire series it's almost like i think it's 10 seasons like all the huge story plots are always like just in the background kind of or like it, like you learn something huge and then the story like that episode ends yeah so the end of that episode is a flashback which reveals a ruined city in the aftermath of the mushroom war and a young marceline standing alone in the wreckage crying um and a not yet fully transformed simon finds her and wipes her tears cheering her up and giving her her stuffed animal hambo which is also like a huge plot a huge device part that has like like, shown up before that and so then it's revealed that simon gives it to him gives it to her but the whole time it's like the ice king is just as i said like 
he is just this wild character yeah, that like, just does this ridiculous stuff and just talks to his penguins and he's literally like almost literally insane yeah and, but then you sorry you, yeah and then marceline is also this like really strong character who you never really see her get like I mean, you have previously, but, like, she rarely gets those, like, really emotional moments. Yeah. And, um... She does that cool punk rock thing where she's like, uh, no, I don't want to feel. And then just, like, does, like, just Fs off and does something else. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so when you see, like, Simon, he basically wears this magical crown, which, like, gives, keeps him alive and gives him, like, immortality. Um, but also the magic just corrupts his very being and transforms him into this, like, monster. Um, and so to read all of these things that he, like, realizes that he's going under this transformation, but really wants to continue to take care of Marceline and can't, and knowing that Marceline remembers all that and now has to deal with this wild man who comes and bothers her and bothers, like, all of the princesses and ooh, is just, like... Who basically used to be her father. Yeah, and it's... And because, like, also you realize that her and her, like, vampire dad, like, have this, like, really weird... Estranged relationship. Yeah. And that, like, happens in a previous episode. So it's, like, yeah, like, this person, like, saved her and cared about her. And now, yeah, it doesn't remember any of it. And doesn't care about her. And it's just... Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to, uh... To take in, it's like a especially in like it. It is like adventure. To, even up to that point, it was still like heavily like a children's show. It's it doesn't really pick up speed up until like the fourth season to really have those more adult moments. And like every children's show kind of does, anyways. But like Adventure Time was just always wild, and I loved. I've always loved how like random and silly it was. And then it was just like, hey, don't forget feelings are real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like we can throw in that song, so I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll hear uh, I Remember You, uh, Marceline and the Ice King. Marceline's voice actor, I can't remember, but... Olivia I, Olsen. Yes. She's a really good singer. Um, and the Ice King is Spongebob. Tom Kenny. Absolutely. Oh, also, I should say that um, I have met Tom Kenny before. Yes. And when I met him, I, it was at Fan Expo. And you got and, the ice. And I, uh, you could, like, pay to get, like, a photo with him. But then it was, like, a little bit more to get a video with him. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And he basically was, like, in Ice King's voice, was like, Hi, everyone. I'm here with Melissa, the coolest princess in all of Ooh. And wow, did I feel cool. Yeah, and you have that signed picture. Yeah, and he also hugged me at the end, which was nice. He was, like, just a really genuinely nice person and i feel like the lineup took a while because he actually took like a time to like get to know every yeah. person and that's all, like it i never I, I think i don't think i'll ever be upset with celebrities who don't take that time yeah but it's like further respect when you do yeah yeah it was just like a really nice like i have never really done anything like that at fan expo because i was never like oh i want to wait in line to talk to someone yeah but i just i love spongebob and ice king so i was like yeah i'm gonna go and talk to tom kenny because he's cool and i like him and then he was like yeah this is this is just cool yeah yeah so yeah here's here's that song for you to cry about (laughs) 
beautiful old man I'd like to help you but I don't know if I can I thought you Every time I move, eventually you find me and start hanging around. Just another lame excuse to see me, man. It's getting me down. You know, I'm actually glad to see you. Maybe I'm the one who's nuts. Yeah, let's go. What's it say? Sing out, sister. Marceline, is it just you and me in the wreckage of the world? That must be so confusing for a little girl. And I know you're going to need me here with you. But I'm losing myself and I'm afraid you're going to lose me too. Oh yeah, keep it going. Oh, um, this magic keeps me alive. But it's making me crazy. And I need to save you. But who's going to save me? When I don't remember you. Wow, I wrote that? Hot stuff. What? You don't remember what it means? Look! Marceline, I can feel myself slipping away. I can't remember what it made me say. But I remember that I saw you frown. I swear it wasn't me, it was the crown. This magic keeps me alive, but it's making me crazy. And I need to save you, but who's going to save me? What is going on in there? I have no idea. very nice and very sporadic but you can hear how sad Marceline is and how just like and that's like it's the worst part because Ice King doesn't generally have like friends um they kind of grow and like Finn and Jake start hanging out with him because they're like oh, okay we understand yeah it's literally like you've gone from being this like wild villain to someone who like didn't choose to yeah be, like, like they just gen genuinely need help yeah um, so yeah, you, and like, and you could hear it, like, Ice King is just, like, stoked. He's like, oh, I get to play music with somebody? This is cool! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my thing. What's your next thing? <laughs> Let's never do this theme again. I know, this theme sucks. Why did I say <laughs> we should do it? I don't know. I, I, I was, like, fine with it, but you were just, like, so gung-ho about it. Well, I was just trying think of like overarching themes about stuff that we like and we like a lot of stuff that's sad so i was like oh that works but yeah so 
Uh, my second thing is um, a music thing. Um, I wasn't sure exactly because there's so much music that I listened to like at the end of high school and then into like my early 20s that was just like, hey, you're sad? Let's, let's jam about that. Let's just be sad together. Um, and I feel like that's like that's a common theme with like a lot of people. But um, so like uh, a few of the bands that I used to really, really get into uh, with Motion City Soundtrack, they were absolutely formative as to how I kind of like thought about being sad and, and trying to navigate those kind of feelings. Excuse me. Um, and then, you know, you, you, like we talked about before, like you have things like florist, which is just very nice and sad and you can kind of just like relax with that. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, uh, Big Thief or Adrian Lenker, um, they do really nice, like very heavy stories. Uh, the Wonder Years, the band, um, is also really good at having like that pop punk, like, I'm sad and angry kind of vibes, which I really was really into. Um, and then Dan Campbell, the, the the lead of The Wonder Years, uh, did a side project called Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. Um, and his whole rationale for doing this project was he wanted to create something uh, kind of, he wanted to do something like fictional, like a fictional story um, that had the same kind of raw emotion that like his real life writings did because a lot of uh, the wonder years talks about uh living in philadelphia and how like they were angry and, and sad and wanted to get out and then as soon as they did like nothing felt the same and like everybody was growing up and they feel felt like they didn't and it was like a whole like it was very relatable to just be like yeah everyone's like doing very uh nuclear family type things and like I'm just still just playing music and touring and I don't really have a place to sleep and all my friends are doing other things and I don't know what to do with my life anymore so I'm just still writing music and I'm sure there's more nuances to that that I'm not touching but like um with writing like that he wanted to do something fictional but still have the same gravity so um he he the, the album the Aaron West and the sorry the album was called um We Don't Have Each Other um, and it takes the perspective of Aaron West, who just went through a divorce after having his father pass away, and he, like, was trying to deal with that, but he, they were trying to deal with that in a very... Like, he wasn't dealing with that in an appropriate way, and his wife um, was doing her best, and it, it just... Like, every song, it just, you could feel this man falling apart. Um, it it kind of begins with the fact that uh, his wife left, um, and he doesn't know what to do, and, like, he's like, oh, you know, you're probably doing fine, like, keeping it together, and I'm at home, and I'm destroying all my phones because I just keep getting upset, you're, never, you're not returning my calls. Um, so you get this perspective that... You know he's really hurting, and she's probably doing her doing her best and doing fine. And then you find out that, you know, he basically lost his father fairly suddenly, and he was in a very depressive state. And um, his wife. So, I know in a lot of situations, like having a child, usually is that like. 
um, not a joke, but it's like, oh, you know, we're not good together. Why don't we have a child and really, really mess this up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and But that's not what happened. So they, yeah. like, he lost his father in this story. And um, his wife was like, you know, maybe maybe you need to focus on something new and we can start a family and, and like, you know, you can be a father and you can have these moments. So they, they try for a baby, but they lose it. Like, she miscarries. And he sinks further, but he doesn't pay attention to her miscarrying. Mm-hmm. So he's going through his own stuff, which is fine. But he neglects her and her going through her own stuff. So, like, that's why they get a divorce. Um, and then throughout the album, you like, he, you know, he basically becomes homeless. He, he drinks his, his whole thing away. Um, there's a really good line in one of the songs. It's called The, the Thunderbird Inn. Um, where he ends up, like, staying for several, like, almost, like, a couple months. Um, and actually, I just had this up, and I, I just, uh, I just put it away. There's a really good line. Um, there we go. Um, yeah, where he's talking about how, um... He's, uh, he's been sleeping off the motel at, uh, off 95 and he doesn't mind it the clerk is nice um, and like yeah they just kind of like have their regular like back and forth about it um, he goes he keeps going to a bar outside of the township line just to make sure I, I, I would imagine just to make sure nobody notices him mm-hmm. and he goes there every night to just destroy his paycheck um, and it's just this throwaway line um um Outside, a homeless man asks me for change, and I look him straight in the eyes, and he starts to apologize and tells me God's got a plan for me, and that it'll be all right. And then he, like it, the music. I'm gonna play a song, and I'm gonna make sure it's with we're within CanCon because I've been paying attention and we I didn't plan for this. Um, but I'm gonna play. This, I'm gonna play this song, and just the the emotion in like screaming. I didn't know that I looked that pathetic. It like everything about this hurts. Um, and yeah, it's just you, you, you kind of go through basically all the steps of grieving and depression, but very violently through this character. And it, even though it's specifically fictional, it, it, like obviously nothing's wrong with something being fictional. It still hurts in the exact same way. Um, and me and my one friend, we really bonded with it because um, I there was a point in time where he was similar to an extent. He the, he had gotten out of a his head like his first like really heavy relationship, and he was really spiraling. Um, and I met him during this time, so when I met him, I thought everything was, like, basically fine. But then it was like, oh, you don't have any money because you're always drunk. And I was like, uh-oh. Um, but I didn't have the resources or the capacity to help him get better. So we both just, like, doubled down and we both destroyed ourselves, like, for, like, a solid year. Just both drinking and, and being sat together. And I showed him this album and we, it really resonated with him. And to the extent where, like, we all got better, thankfully. Thank, oh my god. Um, But we went to that show. (laughs) Well, you know, we got better. I didn't say we were okay. But we went to, um, 
uh, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. We went to that show. Yeah, I went too. Yeah, no, I, I know. Um, but um, there, while they were playing, my friend like kept like kind of talking, mm-hmm. and it, like it basically like slightly ruined the show a bit. But in his perspective, when I was talking to him about it, it was because he didn't want to, like, he enjoyed being there, but he didn't want to feel that sad again. So that was his way of trying to get around it. And it did kind of ruin the moment for the rest of us. But it, like, the fact that it can have that kind of impact that, like, oh, I absolutely want to be here. Oh, no, this, these are feelings I don't want to deal with because I did deal with them. And to have that reaction, it was very wild. I did get a picture with uh, Dan Campbell, though, at that place, and it was very good. I felt very bad because he basically described himself being band dad. Uh, so he ba- like he was running his merch table, he was doing everything, and he like had to also clean up, get prepared, uh, and then go to the next venue because that's what life is. Especially when you don't have like your own manager or anything like that, you you do definitely have to figure that out yourself. I felt really bad, and I just snuck a selfie, and he was like really cool about it. It was very blurry, but um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna play that song right now, um, the Thunderbird Inn, and. I hope you enjoy it. People are starting to tear down the Christmas lights. We never got cold here, but they know that the seasons die. And I've been sleeping in a motel of 95. I don't really mind it much. The clerk at the desk is nice. Pours me a coffee and asks me if it's been a long night. Well, I found a boy that's just outside the township line, and I go there most every night. I drank my last paycheck dry. Outside, a homeless man asks me for change, and I I look him straight in his eyes. He starts to apologize.
So yeah, I hope you really appreciate the 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 real like angry kind of emotion that that kind of music has. Um, it's just good. It just feels feels really good. Yeah. What's your thing? My thing is sound effects. Um, no I was gonna say a joke Um, I was gonna say the hallelujah scene from Shrek but that is a sad scene it actually is it's really sad I was gonna be like yeah that's my thing and I was like oh that's a joke because Shrek's funny but that's that's a sad scene Uh, no my thing is um, that is a thing yeah for sure Um, but my thing is videos of people getting animals Mm. as a surprise Um, every time those videos come up on like any type of social media that I'm on I always watch them because I'm like this is so special but then it makes it's like making me sad thinking about it Um, but like sad in the happiest way of like sometimes children sometimes older people who just like open this box and then there's like a puppy or like a kitten inside and sometimes there's like a little story that accompanies it like oh like here's our mom who like had this dog for forever who they loved and and now they're sad because they don't have their dog anymore so we got her a surprise or like people these... like people who like were couples and they, they lost their partner and then that the, I've seen videos like that where like people don't know what really to do after being with someone for like 30 years yeah and having like a pet given to them is it's it's always the best yeah and i also like a lot of these videos are children who like clearly have been asking their parents forever to get a dog and their parents obviously i'm sure classic reaction like prove that you're responsible type thing and then um but these videos are the culmination of all those efforts of those children Mm. being like i need a dog and then when they get it their reaction is the most pure thing i've ever seen their faces just like light up with pure joy and also like they're just so overwhelmed that a lot of them start like crying and they're like is this real like is this for me and they're just like holding this dog like very inappropriately but it's just like (laughs) is this like this is for me this little tiny adorable thing and like or they open the box and then they just like step away from it because they're like they just don't understand and the dog like jumps out and is like i love you already and they're like what how do i deserve this much love and it's just i love dogs and um so for me it's just like a really like i really sympathize or like can empathize with that emotion of like getting a dog and it being like a surprise and it's just yeah those videos make me cry every single time i watch them you're about to cry right now i know (laughs) i know i am um but it's just there's something just so magical about people's reactions to getting surprise animals that I just I it's hard to explain unless you've seen those videos um there's just something that's so moving and so special about that no I don't want to piggyback but something that's relative to that um one of my favorite things that is similar is um just having colorblind people receive those glasses that allow mm-hmm. their eyes to see color because mm-hmm. the reaction is almost immediately the same thing. It's always older folk 
because they've just dealt with it their entire lives. And as soon as they put those glasses on, the glasses come off and they start crying. Yeah. And it's it's it had like to me it's it's a it's a similar thing where they're just so overwhelmed mm-hmm. with how much the world like it's just nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think any kind of reaction. I don't want to like dogs are like pets. They're the best thing in the entire world. And seeing that, like, I've watched those videos with you. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, like, there's some of those videos where it's, like, the the kids, like, had gone or, like, had seen, like, a dog at, like, a breeder or, like, at a shelter. Yeah. And they're, like, you remember that dog that you really liked and then we didn't get? Well, here it is. And they're, like, <laughs> ah! It's, like, I was in love with that dog and now I get him for yeah. her. It's it's just it's really special to me to see that. I yeah yeah I just want a surprise dog. <laughs> Give me my dog. I don't have space. <laughs> I don't have space for a dog. But I mean that's it's just uh it's just I can again like something that you can like super empathize with and like be like yeah I would react that same way in that situation. Yeah. And it's just yeah it's just like so special. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I mean, I feel like I've explained it, but it's just, yeah, it's just this really pure emotion. Like the same with the color, um, um, blind glasses. Like I think, yeah, I've seen those videos too. And they're really so good. Yeah. It's so good. But yeah, that's all you need to say. I think so. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with that. I just want to make sure before I like, before we start going on about other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's our, that's our sad show. We finally did it, and I don't regret it. Was it was a mistake. Yep. Oh. Well, I don't regret it. Oh, but, but it was a mistake. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Because now I'm starting my day, and I'm sad. Yep. And, like, I don't I don't got time to feel the entire album of Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties, but now I want to, because it's been a while since I listened to that. Anyways, uh, thank you to Matt Campbell for our lovely music. Um, thanks to Jill, because I don't think I've thanked her for a while, um, and everybody at Trent Radio who's making this this still possible. Um, thank you to Melissa, because I love you. Aww. And yeah, I'm going to play a song by Luca to round us out, because it's just been a while, and I wish to do that. Um, I'm going to figure out the name I'm going to figure out the song later Because I don't plan anything Uh, But yeah, enjoy some Luca Who uh, Matt Campbell and uh, Jim Parrott Are also a part of So it's just, you know, doubling down On how much I love those guys And uh, I hope you like the stuff that we talked about And I can't figure out How to shoehorn the last part Of our name into that sentence So should you Okay, bye Bye Thank you.